Caps are going to the Stanley Cup final, and the NFL makes a decision about players kneeling during the national anthem. Hardly anybody seems happy about it. Welcome to the DMV Sports Roundtable. A lot of us longtime Caps fans don't know exactly how to feel about all this success, but we are walking on air for sure. WTOP's Jonathan Warner will be along to get us ready for Vegas and the Stanley Cup final. First, though, we've got two of our regulars, Jamal Bowens and George Wallace, are here. I'm Dimitri Sotis, and our guest is Rob Woodfork of WTOP Sports and WTOP. TOP.com on the NFL's handling, some would say poor handling, of the national anthem protests by telling players who want to take a knee to stay in the locker room until the anthem is over or to stand for the anthem on the sideline. Why didn't the NFL just let this go? You might have had a guy with his fist in the air, a guy kneeling, but it wouldn't have been the spectacle that it's been in the past. It's just part of the scenery. Now they call full attention back to it. Yeah, and this is the offseason. There's no games being played. There hasn't been a game played in however many months. There's not going to be games played for another several. And it's like they keep, uh, and I wrote this in the column I posted on WTOP.com, is by so sloppily trying to make this a non-issue, they've made it an issue. So this, they could have just left this alone. They could have just allowed players to do what they're going to do because Colin Kaepernick, and, and we all know the two biggest names associated with this, Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed, who are both mm-hmm. unemployed right now because of the anthem protest, even though anybody nobody's coming out and saying that directly. Those Both of those guys are quoted as saying that they are not going to kneel moving forward if they were to get another job. And so nobody on an active NFL roster has come out and just said, hey, we're going to continue this. So <laughs> the NFL is the one that keeps this in the headlines and their mm-hmm. attempt to keep it out of the headlines. So uh, now, ironically, we're about to find out whether or not Kaepernick and Reed are actually being blackballed because they have now eliminated what it is that they were worried about them doing. So do they these guys get jobs or no. they say, right. So that's the thing. Ideally, they'd be hired immediately. But, but, but when exactly. you file the grievance for collusion against the NFL, you're not coming back. No. That's it. No. They they have both filed grievances. And when you do that. And rightfully so. Yes. And, yeah. Damn rightfully so. <laughs> but no, that's unfortunately, that's it. And these are two young men who can still or in the prime of their careers can still play. And it makes no sense. For them to have to go through this, you shouldn't have to come out and say, "Yeah, we blackballed them." It's obvious, mm-hmm. painfully obvious, that that's the situation, and they know that. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason. To, I mean, they've taken it to the legal thing, and once you take a league of any sort or a job to court, yeah, you're not going back there. Yeah. They're not going. They're not going to let you do that. It's it's another example of privilege because uh, remember the Raiders owner Al Davis used to sue the league left and right. Yeah, you know, and I know it's different between owner and player, but um, then our know, own president, quote unquote, yeah. sued the league himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and now he's yeah, the he's, one stirring he sued the pot. a lot of people. Yeah. You know, one way to uh, define this would be like a a racial tone deafness from the part of the owners, because you have uh, a league that's 80 percent black. Mm -hmm. And I don't care if you're uh, black, Asian, American Indian or any other race or creed or ethnicity. uh, When you have something that's really important to you and you're not allowed to express that. That's gonna well, and that's, that's gonna make this people really nar- upset, right? And that's the thing. This whole narrative that it was somehow disruptive to anything is just absolutely foolishness. Because 
what they're doing on the sideline is you can't even see that from the stands. The only right. way you know that is if a reporter tells you what happened or if the cameras are fixed on them. Mm-hmm. So these players have done no such, hey, look at me, grandstanding sort of thing. The whole thing started with Colin Kaepernick in a preseason game in 2016, and a reporter asked him. He didn't just announce, hey, this is what I'm going to do. A reporter asked him, hey, I noticed you were kneeling down. What's that about? He answered the question, and here we are today. Let's, let's hit the only to cut you off, bro. No, go ahead. Let's hit the refresh button on this whole thing. Because this narrative has been spun and diluted and skewed in such a way that we are so far from the original Uh reason for this protest. That's the point. It was never (laughs) anti-military. It was never anti-America. It was never anti-the anthem which does have lyrics about killing slaves, but that's a whole nother yeah. story. Just because we don't sing that verse doesn't mean right. that verse doesn't, doesn't mean exist. it's not there. Yeah. But let's not get too deep into that. Yeah. This whole thing is about African-American men and women being slain, un- unarmed, by police officers. It's about Ola- Mike Brown. It's about Orlando Castillo. Mm-hmm. It is not about the men and women who serve this country. Mm-hmm. And when you have a president that comes in and makes such inflammatory remarks like he made yesterday mm-hmm. that people that if they stay in the locker room, if they kneel, we should kick them out of the country. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> That's got nothing to do with this. And we've made it to a point when people in power are, are taking a task for something and blame is pay- placed in their direction. They change the narrative. They change the story. They change the subject. And what did he do? He pointed it back on them like they did something wrong. Mm-hmm. And what is this? What does any of this fix? It's the same thing. Whether the, the leading into the game, we were thinking about well, who's going to kneel. Who's, now we're going to look at who's out there. Mm-hmm. Who's not on the sidelines. Yeah. Our whole team's not even going to come out. Do teams talk to each other and try to figure out before the game, well, what are your guys going to do? Well, this is why they needed to. The only course of action, in my opinion, was to not have players on the field for the national anthem, period. Yeah. Now, on a separate note, I don't know why we have the national anthem at the beginning of sporting events anyway. It's a war hymn designed to uh, galvanize troops. Because they paid We're, for that. Well, exactly. So it's paid patriotism. Yeah. And if you're not going to take the anthem from the beginning of sports events, then you need to take the players away from the entire situation. Mm-hmm. Before 2009, there wasn't there, there weren't coaches and, and players on the no. sideline for the anthem. They no. were still in the locker room. They came out after that. You do the pomp and circumstance, you introduce the players, and then you get on with the event. Somewhere along the line, they started putting the players out there. They need to go back reasons. to what they were doing pre-2009. Right. That solves all of this. It stops the narrative. And it's like Roger Goodell, no matter how simple the solution in front of you, mm-hmm. he just does the exact wrong thing. And my thing is, just that with, since they're in the mood to make policies, where's the anti-blackball policy? Where's wow. the policy that prohibits teams, like we talked about before, from shunning, blackballing, and not signing players who are capable mm-hmm. and healthy right. because they participated in kneeling or they participated by not coming on the field under this new policy. Mm-hmm. Where's that policy since we're making so many damn policies? Mm-hmm. Where's that? 
Yeah, well, it, because it doesn't, why it doesn't do you, directly uh, uh, benefit the owners. So. Exactly. <laughs> Those but, are the but, only policies that are getting you know what, enacted. But take care of your players. Without them, you have no product to put on the field that you're pandering to the, the sponsors, you're pandering to the fans. Yeah, but in the But end, without the players, you have no product. Right. You and I know that. Take care of your players. You and I know that. I feel like that's a common sense approach, but the NFL, above all other sports leagues believe that their players are fungible if if um if, if i have a running back and you know he's really good and he's a superstar and he's selling jerseys and all that stuff mm-hmm. that's fine i'll draft another one yeah. i mean the, the patriots i guarantee you it doesn't end well with tom brady because mm-hmm. you're starting to see sort of the rumblings of some discourse mm-hmm. between yeah. he and the organization right now so when you have Basically, for all intents and purposes, no sacred cows. They they, they feel no loyalty to these, to and these players goes, because they feel like they can easily replace them. And that goes back to the strike in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Now you know what? I'll replace you. Yeah, I'll I'll get some scabs and, and bring them in here. It's not going to be the same thing, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna make money. What you going to do? <laughs> Now, because the Players Association wasn't consulted right. in this decision, uh, when it acts, what happens? Could we maybe see uh, a decision, all right, no players on the field till after the National Anthem they got to do something. Well, or yeah, I mean, they, something. yeah, because that's the thing. I, I feel like the owners just kind of unilaterally just do things. Yeah. And the Players Union in attempts to keep the peace oftentimes uh, lay down their sword. And that's not to say that they're not doing whatever work for their players. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in a lot of these higher profile cases, it seems like they are not going to battle for the players the way that they need to the fact that this thing got passed uh, unanimously with the owners and i felt and i feel like the uh, the 49ers owner, yeah almost yeah, unanimously almost. there 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 was one well, there was never a vote, though. i saw a, a quote there was never a vote seth wickerson yeah seth said the nfl did not hold an official vote before passing the, yeah, the, the, uh, the league execs so took a poll of of the owners and knew how they would vote, mm-hmm. but didn't have an actual vote. Well, that that on that top of not having anyone from the... Would, who said they would pay the fine? Who was it? Jets. 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 But that on top of having no players represented, no one from the DeMora Smith or anybody from the NFLPA, Kevin Mawai, if, he, if he's still the president, no one there, and you call it a compromise between uh, amongst yourselves? Right. How the hell are you being compromised no, amongst yourselves? It's when it directly affects your players. Right. That's well, not a compromise. That's, that's not a, a compromise. This had came down. Mandated. Redskins were on the field yesterday. They didn't even know about it until after. They had no comment on it. Nobody would really comment on it. Well, no, because I'm sure Dan Snyder is yeah. uh, firmly in the he camp. He probably, of, he, him, yeah. Jerry Jones, yeah, and Crabb. All those and all guys them, are the ringleaders. Uh, Rooney, all the good old boys. Rooney surprised me a little bit because I didn't think of, he was going to be like yeah, that. Yeah, and that's the thing because out of all the NFL ownership, and I and I feel like most of them are going to skew conservative because mm-hmm. you know money, and that's just kind of how that tends to go. But right. even still, out of all the owners, the Steelers' uh, ownership has tended, at least in the past, to be more liberal. And I don't yeah. necessarily mean they they vote that way. Although the elder Rooney yeah. was uh, was an Obama appointee. Uh, yeah. Was he? Um, they something uh, yeah, Irish to Ireland. Yeah. 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 So. Um, so yeah. So not necessarily saying out- this in a political sense, but they tend to be more liberal in terms of uh, matters of. Yeah. This they, they let their players and coaches kind right. of handle it in house without them, you know, kind of overseeing it. 
you know, last year, the only one that came out that one game was uh, Villanueva, the mm-hmm. offensive line. And he's a vet. And that was a misunderstanding because yeah. I think that the, the, there was there was some talk that they were going to stay in the locker room. And then there was some talk that maybe we go out. And I think that there was a, a miscommunication. Yeah. yeah, there was a disconnect. There was a miscommunication. And it wasn't some defiant act on the part of Villanueva. It was just yeah. a miscommunication. Well, I mean, it, I didn't take it as that to yeah. him because he's a veteran. Yeah. So, but that's the thing. It's not a. It shouldn't be that. You know, it, it shouldn't be uh, respect our troops. It's never been Kaepernick, Reed, Michael Bennett, Marshawn Lynch, or uh, Malcolm Jenkins, or anybody else mm-hmm. it's never who has taken that. a stance on this. It's nothing to do with military, and I can't drive this home to people enough. When we can't get it through our thick skulls, hey, that's not what it is. Right. Let's talk about what it really is. These people are taking you away from the actual issue at hand. Mm -hmm. And they have skewed you all the way over here. So you don't pay attention to what we're talking about, what our main rallying cry was. They've got you so spun around. That you think is about to flag, but that's been that's what they've done in this country for generations. Oh, because anytime you talk about police brutality or you talk about you know racism, institutional or otherwise, the first thing, oh well, what about black, black on black, black crime? crime? Y'all kidding you know, yourself? What about this? What about that? We'll get to that. I'm <laughs> not talking about point, that right now. Yeah, the talking <laughs> you know? the talking points are always skewed. So this is this is no surprise for me personally. No. And um, and I will say this, you know, you've touched a a vein racially uh, because in the wake of that column that I wrote, I got a lot of hate mail and I got a lot of N word this, N word that. A lot of. Oh, they uh, love they love to do that. Right. So a lot of Twitter fingers out there. uh, Yeah. A lot of Internet tough guys. Keyboard thugs. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Keyboard thugs. I like that one. (laughs) I like that, too. (laughs) But. but you know you've touched the vein and you know that you're on to something that is oh, yeah. correct oh, yeah. when it stirs up that beehive. Oh, yeah. When 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 people, when you got haters and you have people that's going against what you're saying, you mm-hmm. struck a nerve. Mm-hmm. And that means you keep on plucking that nerve. <laughs> you keep on doing it to a certain point, you know, yeah. to, you know, unless it comes, you know, dangerous for you. Right. But in a, uh, you, in a productive you, way, not in a yeah, Skip Bayless way. Yeah, no, you, you can't <laughs> let them, you know, silence you by doing that. And they think oh, they, no. that that's going to do it. I mean, the players are sick of it, too, because, you know, they got to ask about it. I'm sick of it. You got to yeah. ask about it. I mean, all they did was came rehash down here, it. Where it's like everybody's looking at each other. Does this mean we have to ask about the anthem now? Right. And the players right. hadn't really heard. Right. And that's the thing. We would not be no. talking about this if they did not pass that no. boneheaded policy. Yep. And to be honest. You and me and Dimitri talked about this before we came on air. You can't do the same protests every year, right? You got to do something different because right. after a while, they're, oh, they're doing that again, right? You oh, might well. have not seen anybody kneeling. You might <laughs> right. have taken a exactly. different form, they, they, taking exactly. a taking a different avenue because you might have had some that stuck with the kneeling or the or the black power fish. You might have had some do it in you know whatever different way, but there you can't if you want to keep protesting, you got to mix it up. You yeah, can't do the is, same stuff all the time. And, and I guarantee they weren't going to do that year in and year out. This is where we know the owners weren't paying attention and why and they weren't listening is because if you were paying attention to what they were saying, if you were paying attention to the reason behind what they were doing, mm-hmm. it was to raise awareness for that specific uh, issue. 
once you've raised that awareness, there's yeah. no need to belabor the point. Mm-hmm. So there was always a, a finite window for when they yes. could do this and when they would do this. Because if you do it three, four years down the line, it just becomes background. It, it's white had, noise. And hadn't it towards the end of the year died off? I mean... A little bit. It died off. We weren't yeah. really fact, talking about it in the playoffs, and the whole, Super Bowl. Exactly. No, I, think that, no. I don't remember talking about it at all in the Super Bowl. As a matter playoffs. of fact, I felt like it was kind of dying down early in the season before Trump opened his mouth. Once exactly. he opened his yeah. mouth, then exactly. he got owners involved and everything And now else. he's opened his damn mouth again, and they have done this. <laughs> so they have a window they hope to close. They've blown it back open. And what cracks me up is Trump still doesn't like it. So the one guy that they were trying to appease right. in all of this right. is right. still unhappy. So right. now literally everyone is unhappy. Well, <laughs> you guys were talking about these billionaires that own the teams and you know their political affiliations. But above all, their affiliation is the money in their wallets. Oh, yes, their wallets. it's always exactly. the bottom line. And of course. it seems that they believe that the national anthem protest was hurting the ratings. But I, I'm not sure that's the case. Here's but they're the, putting it on that. That is a huge misnomer. And here's the reason why because you know again it's talking points it's misdirection because you can't definitively draw a line as to who's boycotting the nfl based on anthem protests which again is not a word that i like i prefer the word resistance because protests puts a certain picture in your mind mm-hmm. and makes it a little bit more militant right. than what it Fair really enough. is. Or they like yeah. to say so, peaceful protest. Right, it makes them right. feel better. Exactly. So just to be more accurate, I say resistance. People are, are, are going away because of the peaceful resistance or people who are still mad that Cal- Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job or Eric Reid doesn't have a job. Well, because people are just protests. watching Red Zone. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know if you're right, exactly. Or people who just don't like the game day experience or just are tired of the NFL and its hypocrisy. You don't know why people are leaving. CTE, too. You right, might just exactly. be like, I'm not going to watch yeah. these guys bash their heads right, together exactly. anymore. So there's no, po- there's no positive way that you can actually hash out no. Who's boycotting and for why? There's too many so variables. this whole notion that oh, it's because of the protests. That's that's inaccurate. There, some of this is just going to be gradual and it's just going to happen anyway, just yeah. for the myriad of reasons we just listed, and because hey, maybe people got more into the NBA, maybe people got more into uh, Major League Baseball, maybe people just like college better. Whatever the reasons. Mm-hmm. We were talking last week about the gambling may actually uh, cause some people to watch games from start to finish. Because if you're betting on, I don't know, first downs or you know some little thing within yeah. the game, then red zone won't cut it anymore. Exactly. Right? And <laughs> I will say, I was a massive football fan and Redskins fan specifically right around the turn of the century. Now, 18 years later... I haven't been to a Redskins game in 12 years. I haven't bought Redskins merchandise in about as long, at least not with my own money. Uh, <laughs> people gift it Maybe to you. Maybe a little gift, yeah. yeah. People gift it to you, that's different. So, so you got a Redskins sugar mama? I, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> no comment. Yeah. We're going to delete this part, yeah? So, <laughs> so, you know, I haven't been from a traditional sense an NFL consumer in several years. But I keep up with it for work. I watch the games, obviously, because of work and because, you know, it's just, you know, part of the part of the gig. But, uh, you know, people like me aren't going to register on their scale of uh, people who are boycotting. Right. Because they I, don't know. I just don't. They just, they, they, they're making up stuff. And like you said, it's just it's misdirection. They, they, they have no clue why. But that's the big issue. So they're going to point to that. Mm-hmm. They're going to point more fingers at the players. But you you got to be good to your players. So you're not going to have a product out there. Now, you're pandering to these people in the stands, 
who think they can get out there and put their ass out there. <laughs> Suit them up. <laughs> if you want to keep pandering to them, because it's going to come to a point. And, and what I fear is that they now, instead of letting it die down or go in a different direction, they have now blown it so wide open oh, yeah. that there may be just a big, grandiose you know, sort of action taken by the players, by the players association. I don't know, you know, if they would do that because a lot of these guys are, once again, it's bottom line because they're tied to their money too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 it's about their money, their bottom line as well. You know, how many of them are willing to put that on the line mm-hmm. for this cause? That's going to be the question. And if you have a good amount that are willing to do so, they could have a very big problem on and their I hands. They been, don't have their players. I think they've been predicting for the last couple of years now that there's going to be a massive labor clash because I believe the uh, collective bargaining agreement ends mm-hmm. in, at least within the next couple of years. I, I can't remember exactly. I want to say like 2020, I 2021. I think it's 21. I think it's 21. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see, this is not so the right that's, time. Yeah, that's, that's right around the corner. Yeah. So, uh, and you yeah, add this, this on top of that? Yeah, this is going to create a lot of hurt feelings going into those negotiations. Dude, this, this thing could blow way up the billion millionaires club good old boys and they feel like you know we're above the law except when it comes to trump i guess someone used to say you know the u.s senate is the most exclusive club in america but that's a hundred people nfl owners is only 32 so super exclusive well 31 because the green bay packers are uh publicly oh yeah that's right that's That's right so even more exclusive to your point yeah Yeah. Well, well did they get a vote <laughs> yeah, Somebody right. go to, to go to Green Bay and, and poll the, the the neighborhoods and ask people what they want to do. I mean, it's Green Bay, so I'm pretty I, sure I, I know which. I, way. You know what? As I was saying that, I was thinking the same thing, but I still just wanted to get the point out. But yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. Jonathan Warner is with us to talk about these amazing developments with the Caps in the Stanley Cup Final. And it's nice, Jonathan, very refreshing at this time of year, not to talk about what they did wrong, but what they did right. I am still kind of stunned. You know, I was as you watch it develop, I'm thinking. Oh my God, they're going to do this thing here. <laughs> it's like an out of body experience. I didn't know how to quite to react. A lot react. of us didn't know how to feel, and, and it's uh, not a surprise that a lot of the players shed tears. I don't blame them. Yeah. Years and years and years of the fans saying, You bums, you didn't get it done. <laughs> right? And Alex Ovechkin got emotional afterwards. It, it, it was nice to see that. I really kind of think it's sweeter when you don't expect it. If the Capitals had won a few years ago when they had the best records during the regular season, you say, okay, well, they, they were the best team. But now they came into this year. I remember when Ovi said on the first day of training camp in September, we're not going to suck. He was right. <laughs> you know, and I thought he was just saying that because you know they, they obviously had a hangover from the year before when they lost to the Penguins, and they lost like five really good players. I thought he was just saying it because he didn't say it much with much conviction. Yeah, but he's he's kind of right didn't now. Didn't Trot say that too about hang? It's going to take some time to get. Yes, the he let them. He said he was going to give them some time In to get it out of, of their year. system. Yeah. They got off to a pretty decent start, and then they hit a slump in uh, in November, and right. that's when he had to put the hammer down. Well, when there's talk flying, Trot's going to be fired. Yeah, there was. Right. There was yeah. a lot of talk. I'm not going to tell you the names, but a lot of people yeah. thought, oh, this Monday, he's gone. Yeah. You know, after he lost a couple of games. Yeah. And boy, they turned it around. And, you know, they always tell people, you always hear, hey, sign the coach because you don't want to be a lame duck coach. He's a lame duck coach, and the team responded. 
And it's so so much for signing coaches yeah. for an extra year. So now, so that's going to be very interesting to see what happens with that. I don't know yeah. if he's going to even be back. Does he want to be back after the that's way they the, him? that's the big question? Yeah. Does he want to be back? We got to see how the rest of the season, you know, shakes out. No, but I think now if you don't offer him a contract now, then that year that's yeah, sad. then he's, he's probably you know that's sad. probably gone. But to Jonathan's point, I've said this before about both the Nets and the Capitals that they will win. They're better off if they kind of back into the playoffs. If they have the best, like you said, the best record when the Nets are dominating the the you know the division, then they get to the playoffs and it falls apart. It's not always, the best team. It's the team yeah. that's playing the best. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I always thought that if it was a scenario that they kind of not backed in, but kind of they weren't the number one seed, you know, they're kind of in the middle. Maybe that would be better for them. Give them a little more hungry and maybe take some pressure off of them. No, it's feeling about like the they had off, to. Yeah. yeah, feeling like they had to win because they did win the president's uh, trophy and, and all of that. And I think this was just the perfect mix. You know, to, to get them where they are. Well, the pressure at, is not there for them to win. Right. There, right. There was no, nobody thought they would go this far. Right. And and so they're really they're, they're playing with 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 ease right now. And also you they're could not playing say at house home. money going to Vegas. I, I like that. George Wallace with a double. And they're not playing at home, so there's so right. much for right. the house money. Well, look at the Nationals. <laughs> Nationals. The Nationals didn't play a meaningful game uh, of since what July 1st last year. Pretty right? much. They had mm. that thing right there. You don't want that. You don't no. want to clinch on September 5th. No, they may not have that problem this year. No, this year, <laughs> no, they didn't this year is going to be a battle. And yeah. I talked to Dave Shinen, uh, who did a series, a story on the Atlanta Braves. He says yeah, they're, they're not for, a joke. He says they're for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not. And, a joke. and they're one of the younger teams they in, are, in, yeah. in, in baseball. So they're going to be around for a while. They're playing free, and they weren't supposed to be here. Neither was Vegas. No. First year team, first year franchise. McPhee builds this team, and we're going to have to exercise some demons. Among this team also, they got Flurry in goal. They've got some Rangers. They've got some a former Cap Schmitz over there. You have some other Penguins over there that know this team, that have beaten this team. Yeah, but you know, that was the same situation in Tampa. They were calling them the Tampa Bay Rangers. Right. Because right. they had a lot of ex-Rangers in there. By the way, the last time the Capitals have lost a playoff series was to mark Andre Fleury right. in Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 So they fits. have to exercise that demon. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's, out of all of them, he's the biggest demon that's exercised because yeah. he, he gives them the blues. But they've, there... al- they've already beaten a Stanley, uh, a Vesna Trophy winner in Bobrovsky. Mm-hmm. They've already beaten Matt Murray, who has two Stanley Cup champions. Mm-hmm. Right. And they beat Vasilevsky, who uh, had most wins <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the NHL this year. So they have beaten the three grade-A uh, yeah. goaltenders, and now they're going up against a fourth. Is there anything to Vegas... Not having played many games this postseason, haven't been tested. I think I heard a stat that like nobody has done that in like a couple yeah. of decades. Yeah. They've only played, what, 15 games? Something like that. Yeah. They and ran the Cap- over everybody. And the Caps have played 19. Right. So uh, we'll see. So is there anything said, to that? You think that they haven't been tested? And Caps have been through every. I think, yeah. I think the Capitals have had a tougher test yeah. going through the East than they have. I mean, they played Colorado. They played San Jose, and then they played the, one of the youngest teams in the NHL in Winnipeg. Winnipeg yeah. Well, you don't know if maybe they cracked a little bit there at the end. So I don't think they've really been tested. Right. The no. Sharks were probably the uh, Golden Knights' toughest test. Yes, yes, that, it was, and 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 they and they matched that tremendously. Hey, they they play playoff hockey. They bring it to you a hundred percent. They're gritty. They're fast. They're going to be a tough, a tough series. This is not going to be a quick series. Yeah, but that plays to the Capitals' advantage, doesn't it? Because they've been battle tested throughout the postseason, whereas the Golden Knights have sort of dispatched people in pretty short order. And it's, it's, no, not, it's and nice it's to not, be battle tested as long as you're not beaten up in that. Battle. Right. right. See, that's the <laughs> well, thing. there's no time to be tired now. You got yeah. four wins. Don't you? Yeah, the only here you've played a lot of games. So there's that's no time. It goes either way. It could be that 
you know, the Caps are beat up or they've gone through so much. They've been tested and banged up so much through this playoffs. And Vegas is fresh. You know, they haven't played that many games. What is it going to be? Are they going to come out sluggish because they've had so much time off? Or are they going to come out rejuvenated because... You know they're fresh. They haven't played that many games. But now the Caps have what's today Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, they've got Friday, two Saturday. months. So they have four days off. Yeah. They got a lot. They got a lot of time. And to I think up. the way just just listening to and Jonathan knows better. Been around the guys all year, but just listening to them and seeing them, they just they got four. They see four more wins. The yeah, job's not they, done. I right, like that they, mentality. I think they would want to play tonight, right? Uh, maybe tomorrow. Well, tomorrow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I like you every day off. Sleeping today. Yeah. But you, you know, know what? I, mean. I like they what I saw. Right back on the ice. Yeah, I, I like absolutely. the heart. I like the heart I saw from them the last two games. F- game six. I don't think I've ever seen them so physical across the board. Everybody was putting people on their asses. It was skates flying in the air. I love to see that physicality. Last night, you see. And shout out, I gotta just shout out to Tom Wilson who beat oh, the brakes off that he's boy. Awesome. I God. <laughs> he knocked his helmet clean off his head. That's but, great. Yeah, and I mean, he was yeah. and it was his play that set up the very first goal exactly. of the game by Ovechkin. He brings he is the perfect complement to that first line. And he creates yes. Yeah, he's, he's a he's a he's a collision course out there. And, you and he opens up that. opens up ice for the other guys. And then you have people putting their bodies on the line like Smith Pelly taking that puck to the neck, and I was scared as hell oh, for him. That yeah. was that was scary. And then you have Oshie laying out and taking a puck. So when you have your guys, you know, throwing hands and, and th- sacrificing their bodies, that's what you got to get to get to a championship and win a championship. They're hurting, but you, you won't find out till afterwards. But, you know, right. you, when you're winning, it doesn't hurt as much. No. I, I'm convinced that... Um, that's that, true. That, I, I believe that. That Nicholas yeah. Backstrom is probably... I'm, I believe he's playing with a broken finger. I'm, I'm pretty wow. convinced of that. Uh, I didn't see it, but someone tweeted out that he was shaking hands in the line with his left hand, oh. not his right hand. Trying to protect, I guess, that, that right hand. Continues a long tradition of hiding one's injuries in the NHL. You oh, never, that, never expose. Oh, that's guys, upper body, upper body lower body. Yeah. You, right. know. you find guys that play with broken feet, with mm-hmm. MCL sprains. It, uh, uh, Sean Morrison, a defenseman of the Capitals, one time played with a broken jaw, and Jeez. they would take the, the the metal part out of his mouth so he could play. Oh, my goodness. He didn't want anybody to know. After the game, they wow. put it back in. Oh, well, that made my skin crawl. Thank you. <laughs> That's the way Jonathan covers Caps game. You get doing the updates. I do that as well. Yes, I take that. Who, I take it out before for, I do the uh, update. Philadelphia that played on a, a, a torn MCL, I think it was, but a guy for the Fighters played on a torn knee ligament, had a hat trick in Co- the last Codier? game. Codier. Yeah, that's it. Uh-huh. Thank you, George, for using technology. Hey, thank right. you for Google, by the way. Thank yeah. you, George. Thanks, Google. Hat tip to Google and George Wallace. Google the controls the whole internet. Yeah, I don't know can, if you guys can. can. How do you pronounce his name? Uh, Coutier. Coutier? Yeah. Coutier? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Played torn MCL. Jonathan, the, the whole postseason, you haven't Had been doing trick. predictions, so I'm guessing you're going to continue that. Too. Yeah, it's worked so far, has it not? Right. Yeah. It's just... Anybody else have a prediction? Though? I just think that, it's going to be. A, I think it's going it. to be a very entertaining series, but maybe it's so. time for one of the Cinderella stories to end. We've got yeah. two Cinderella two. stories. It's amazing. Yeah, how well, often does that happen? Right. The Capitals have waited forty-four years, and I don't think uh, Vegas has waited even forty-four weeks. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and George McPhee lifting the Stanley Cup on it's the McPhee Cup. Capital on, uh, One Arena. Capital ice. One Arena ice. That's not that, That's not the way we want that to end. If he if that ends up happening, Ted is going to be in He's his box and is just going to like bow and arrow. No, I think he's going to sell the team on the spot. <laughs> they will ban him from. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you what, before they played last this year, yeah. last year he was at the Verizon Center a lot. McPhee was? Yeah. Checking out players. Oh, sure. Scouting. Scouting. Yeah. He had a whole year to scout. 
Oh, he's first he's, time since what was the stat we just said? First time since 07. The two teams are playing yeah. in the finals that have not won a Stanley a Cup. Stanley by the Cup. way, not only did he put together Vegas, know, Golden, Golden Knights, Knights, Golden Knights, terrible name by the way for for Vegas. Um, that he's also 14 players he either drafted or signed are still on the Capitals. Hmm. So That's this cool. is yeah, it is yeah. the George McPhee final. Basically yeah. built it both is. teams. Yeah. He did. yeah. Hats yeah. over to him. He, I, I've he's never, playing against himself here. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never <laughs> understood know? why he was fired and uh, Ernie Grunfeld still has a damn job. But mm, why you don't start that topic, man? We, we, just, we talked about that ad nauseum on here. Why are we gonna just roll that grenade in here? <laughs> I'm Maybe just saying. Well, rant about well it. he let they both. He fired both the, the GM McPhee and, yeah. and and Adam Oates, the coach. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he let. Uh, it's the Brian same Fleur. owner. That's what but I'm McPhee saying. Was yeah. more, yeah. Same owner. Oh, wasn't McPhee kind of a? Was it more? Was it a little mutual thing? Or not really. McPhee. No, I, I think he, like he, he hit the end of his line and McPhee understood it. Well, they didn't even make the playoffs that year when yeah, he was fired. Right. So I think he knew that was coming. Yeah. The two times Vegas won both games this year, but that doesn't mean anything. It was, was the first the one. The first one was in December. It was a three nothing shutout for Vegas, oh. but that was on the second end of a back to back. Two games in two nights, mm-hmm. and the Capitals had gone into overtime the, the night, before. night before. Okay, so you, you got it. You, you can't do. And then yeah, you throw that out. And then on Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, that's what it was. They lost four three uh, as Vegas scored two goals in the third period. Yeah, we can get to this point. Whatever you did in the regular season, it, let's just hope we're window. treated to something. And it's not like when in '98 the Caps get there. Granted, oh, they were yeah. playing the Red Wings. The whole different story. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's one of the greatest teams yeah. in yeah. NHL yeah. history. So yeah. it was Fedorov and, and you talked to and, Peter Bonder about that because they had a one goal lead in Game Two. Yeah, and it was Essa Tikkanen with a breakaway, and he missed a wide open net. Mm. And Peter was saying, Peter would tell me, he goes, "I kept yelling, I'm open, I'm open, <laughs> pass me the puck." Yeah, Tikkanen missed the open net. Uh, Detroit came back, tied it up in the last uh, minute, and then went on to win in overtime. So they brought a two zero lead here to to yeah, DC, squad was and ridiculous. it was over. It was over. What then. were you doing with that series? I was the PA announcer. Did you guys oh, know right. that? So my Did very you know last doing in that series, the Wes of his time. My very last words were, ladies and gentlemen, here's the Stanley Cup. <laughs> <laughs> and that was your last day on that job and for the PA announcer. PA? Yeah, yeah. Then oh, they had, they hired somebody else, and then after he lasted one year, and then Wes Johnson has been there ever yeah. since. There's not a lot of turnover in that job. What no. were you doing in '98? Graduating high school. Nice. Yeah. This makes us feel Jamal? real old. Why don't yeah. you? What was I doing? You feel yeah. real old. <laughs> I was in my second year of college. <laughs> second year of college. I was yeah, I was I very uh, focused in, four, intently no. on the Monica Lewinsky scandal and less on nice. sports back then. So <laughs> nice. that was going on in '98, huh? '98, George. Then. What were you up to? I was, I was, uh, I, oh, you, were you should college, have been in right? college. Yeah, second year. I was Third second year. Yeah. You should be, yeah. I graduated high school in 95, so yeah. Yeah. You were still four years away from a Terps uh, championship. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I was 20, just turned 21. Wow. Oh, I hadn't yet in June, I guess. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 98, I was, yeah. So well, basically, I was 17. So basically, everybody except I graduated Jonathan was young. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I, yeah, <laughs> you know, it, I suppose it, it, so. It seems long Jonathan ago. Jonathan and I were, were definitely working journalists. We were, yeah. we were in the yeah, business, yeah, and you yeah. young pups <laughs> were just getting started. It seems long ago, but it doesn't seem that long ago. No, it really doesn't. Right. I mean, yeah, 20 years, it sounds long, but I mean, 20 years flies. But, you know, the, the, the year eights have been very good to the Capitals. In 1988, when Dale Hunter scored the overtime goal, it was the first time the Capitals ever won 
a seven-game play, uh, playoff against the Flyers. And then in 98, they went to the, their only Stanley Cup final. And then in 2008, they broke a five-year um, drought of going to the playoffs. And it was the first time that Ovechkin and Backstrom went to the playoffs. And here we are, 18. So the eights have been really well with the great eight uh, leading the way. So he doesn't need to give you a prediction. I think he just did it. Yeah, I like that. That's, that's a nugget. <laughs> that's all we're going to get. Did that's I dance around that pretty good? That's <laughs> another break now. Anybody else saying caps in six? I don't Maybe. know if I'm bold enough to make a prediction. Yeah, Maybe clicked. it's better not to touch You know what? I feel a little, you know... Uh, Superstitious right now about making a prediction. Yeah, that's the way because, I feel. Because we haven't been here, right? So I'm just you know kind of just watch, it, my fingers crossed, and, and just hope something say some happens. prayers, and <laughs> I'm gonna just watch. I'm not gonna no predictions for me. I don't. I, f- I feel uncomfortable. Doing I, it. I just won't go against Obi. I, I don't think he, he just it. seems like a man on a mission right now. Yeah, yeah. He wants it. that that window for him is closing. He's, well, he's getting there. He's, he's, it's, they say the closing. window is closing. That's They've what Brian McClellan said year. three years ago. Yeah. The window well, was two, I'm talking two about years. What was the year wise. that McClellan said we put everything into this year? Was it two years ago? It was two years ago. Yeah. It was, and, mm-hmm. and now here we are in the third year. Yeah. Yeah. And boom, he, he, yeah. the window's still open. Well, I'm talking about age-wise. You know, he's not a spring chicken anymore. I don't know how many years well, he has. I don't know if he wants to, you know, be a Yamir Yager and play into his 40s. I don't know what he wants to do. I think he could play into his mid-30s to mid-to-late-30s without a doubt. And be an he's still playing at a high level. He's 32. Oh, well, let me shut my damn mouth. I thought he was in his mid-30s already. <laughs> Backstrom's only 31. Yeah. Oh, actually, never mind. Forget what it is. You know what it is? It's that damn gray hair that throws me off that yes. makes me think he's much older than what he is. See, so I, maybe yes. he was older 20 years ago than when he was like, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> uh, I, I try to convince people situation. that gray hair is not necessarily a sign of being elderly, but not everybody uh, well, believes it's wise. me. It's wise. You're, you're wise. <laughs> That's what what it is. It's a hereditary yeah. thing. I mean, I, I was 17 and already yeah, had a little yeah, gray hair. Oh, yeah. Kind of a gray Great early. Mid-20s. Yeah. <laughs> right, so that's a nice note. Maybe. I thought you were going to tell us about uh, what you saw at the OTAs. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing much going on? No. <laughs> well, I, I saw a bunch of guys in shorts. 90 Back guys on the field. They're yeah. in the bubble, and you can't do much. It was, Five there were, years ago, who even heard of OTAs? Yeah, I mean, right. it, was, it, was, it was fun to see that they were... Talking trash, they were really animated, especially Swinger. DJ Swearinger, Swinger and, uh, and Richardson. And I will say this: I think, I think you can't tell anything at all right now. But I will say, just kind of gauging the Alex Smith thing is going to be. It's it's finally a situation where you don't have to worry about every single throw Cousins is making and whether or not they're going to sign him to a long term deal because right. he threw a pick. He did this. You have a quarterback, and he's just going to get to know the offense, get to know his guys, and it's going to be fun. I mean, from what I saw, they were impressed by his accuracy, his decision making. You he know, was throwing he, stuff he to Richardson panic. downfield, Doxson. Well, everybody I mean, looks good in shorts when there's no yeah, pass rush. That's I what I'm saying. You can't yeah. tell a thing. No, nothing. you can't. But he completed a 20 Wasn't yard he out. the most consistent passer in the NFL this past season? Alex Smith? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he's always Alex a Smith doesn't he, he, have the weapons here that he had there. There's a bit, That's a big caveat. No, no, that, that's no, true. But, he's but gonna I be, think Alex Smith is the type of quarterback that can make other players better. I think he's the type of quarterback that doesn't necessarily have to have you know, all the fancy, shiny toys and the Kareem Hunts and, and Here's Kelsey what I look for. those well, guys. Two years ago, New Year's Day, Cousins throws a pick against the Giants, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever it was. Right to take, we were about to go to win and you're in. Was it two years ago? Right. Yeah. Two yeah. years ago. Okay. For me, I'm looking at Alex Smith. Does he make that throw? Probably not. Does no. he make that pick that's going to cost you a game? Probably no. not. 
That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, but the flip side of that is he's not going to make that sideline pass to Doxon in Seattle like we saw last year. He's probably not making that play. He's going down the field much more. He's had to change his game when you bring in Tyreek Hill. Why do you have a problem against Alex Smith? I don't have a problem with Alex Smith. I just have a problem with the notion (laughs) that he's this significant upgrade over Cousins. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. Kirk Cousins right here. I forgot. I I wasn't a huge (laughs) Kirk Cousins fan, and he is. So we're going to see differently on that. Let me get your OTA no, prediction where the Redskins finish in OTA. Yeah. Yeah, really. Based on what I saw yesterday, it's a 10-win team. Yeah. I'm just glad that in week one, we can watch Cousins with uh, the Vikings and then the late game. It's oh, yeah, that's 4 o'clock again. I don't want to watch that's it. It's going to be fun. Just like we watched RG3 a couple years when ago Cousins, for that one game in with uh, Cleveland. When Cousins Apple throws game? two picks. <laughs> yeah. When Cousins um, throws two let picks. Let me ask you this, because there's so much. The and Rob, you, on, you follow each other on Twitter. This Trey Quinn phenomenon that's He going actually on. dropped one yesterday. Did he? Yeah. I'm surprised the internet didn't blow up. Well, we all were like, oh my God, he dropped one. They're turning him into Colt Brennan super fast. I For for his sake. Well... He did, look, he was Mr. Irrelevant, but he did lead the entire country in receptions last year. So it's not like he's, he's, a, he's a bum. But I don't. Why are Why are we getting so? You know, people get so. Because fans, it's May and it's just something to talk something about. to do. And Redskins fans get so. It's always that Colt Brennan. You yeah. always have that Marcus. Is it Marcus Mason? Marcus yeah, Mason, Marcus number twenty three. Number twenty three. Mitchell. Marco Mitchell. Marco Mitchell. Yeah. We always have these guys that we cling to and that that we just you know have this cult following around. And at least those started in preseason where they did something. This kid ain't even put on pads yet. Here's the thing about him, though. He's an intriguing prospect because, oh, and and I, and you know what? I'm I'm even going to say that maybe race does play a factor because he's this uh, um, white slot receiver that a lot of people are going to compare to Wes Welker. Wes Welker doesn't yeah. have great speed. Has great hands, runs, runs great, great routes. routes. Yeah. I mean, everything you want in a slot receiver, he appears to possess. So I think that, uh, for lack of a better term, he's like this great white hype for what's yeah. going to be the future in the but, slot. But he, and he's, Although he's they've necessary. already got a good slot receiver right now, but you don't have a backup for him. Yeah, you know, you don't. You you have you have possession receivers that you yeah. can put there in uh, Harris. And uh, maybe if Simi Cobb stays on, you have those guys. But you don't have anybody in the mold of Crowder mm-hmm. that can do. In the slot is similar to what he does, so Quinn fits that. He fits right into that. Mm-hmm. Not taking Crowder's spot because he's never going to do that. Mm-hmm. But well, I mean, unless Crowder's he stays, this Crowder goes yeah, away. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know years, what he's going to so. do. Yeah. So if they don't extend him, then maybe. But having him there as a backup because Crowder gets hurt also. You know, none of these guys are indestructible. I don't know. He's been the only guy that's really stayed healthy for most part. For the for most Crowder. Part. Yeah. I mean. He was a little, last year was a little yeah, banged, he was up. banged up. up but yeah. well, look, com- compared yeah. to look at the rest of us, the rest of the guys, they stay hurt. Right. So if you if you're not hurt all the time, then right. yeah, you're healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to, but to what you're saying about the uh, and and this is might be a reach. This is just comparison of what Smith had in Kansas City to what he could have here. And this is not. Don't jump down my throat about this one. This is a, this is a perfect scenario. All right. You have a healthy. Read, which is Maybe. 14 games right. would be a miracle. Yeah, define, define healthy. Well, yeah, I was say, look, this, like I said, I, yeah. this, this is the best case bold. scenario. Right. This, this is in a perfect world. Yeah. Okay. That's your Kelsey. Yeah. Geis steps up and, and plays like the player that he's shown to be, the first round talent, mm-hmm. develops in a passing game because that's where Hunt has him beat. Mm-hmm. But in the running game, that's your Hunt. Mm-hmm. Richardson, 
not blaze. He, he's very fast. Yeah. And does things similar to D. Jackson. There's only one D. Jackson. I was going to say, poor and there's only one, D. Jackson. Yeah. There's only one D. Jackson. There's only one Tyreek Hill. Uh-huh. But he's in a similar mode to them. Not necessarily at the peak of what they do, but he has some of those capabilities. So you kind of have those there. Then you add in Crowder. You add in Vernon Davis. You add Doxon. So because outside of those three, you know, I, yeah, Albert Wilson. The one thing I was, <laughs> telling, I was telling Rob, one thing I noticed about Richardson yesterday and I didn't hadn't seen him, he is rail thin. Like thin. Yeah. yeah. Tall, he's, he's, thin. Mm-hmm. Like he's not a big guy. Speed though. Oh, he can run. Yeah. yeah. And I think here you can see more from him because he's no gonna, drag routes for him. No, <laughs> no slants. But he's going to have a, an expanded role far from what he did in Seattle because, of course, in Seattle, Baldwin's number one. Then they had Curse, and then between him and Tyler Lockett, they're they're kind of similar type of players. Richardson got hurt, Lockett stepped up. Lockett got hurt, then Richardson, you know, stepped up. But here, where there's no clear cut number one. You can pencil in Doxon, but who knows? There's no, there's no one that has defined themselves as the number one receiver. So he can, he can carve out a, a, as big a role as he wants in this offense. But I feel like this is an offense that doesn't require you to have a number one no. receiver. Yeah. They no. go to whoever's open. Because he spread the ball if around. If Jordan Reed's healthy, he's the number one receiver. Yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But in, in Alex Smith. That's if. That's what I say, if. <laughs> if. This is a big if. Bold italics. Yeah. How many games will we have Jordan for? Oh, I don't know. Two, I don't two games. Know. I think you set the over-under at like seven. <laughs> That's probably a bet in Vegas. It probably is. is. Uh, you be. probably made a couple. If he makes it to 14, you'll win a couple million. But I don't four, know. 14 is that, that's his max. That's great. 16 is not an option. No, no. it's not. 14, four, 14 is, is, is the ceiling. No. Yeah. 14 is definitely the ceiling. And, you know, maybe they, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Wanna... There's more questions than answers in terms of the weapons that the Redskins it have. Is. There's a lot of ifs to everybody there we is. just because listed. You, because you know what? Because you basically have, you're starting from scratch almost. And look, to, if you guys would be happy line. to know, nobody's disgruntled. Everybody was there at OTA except Zach Brown. He was moving. Moving to the area. Because he signed a deal. So yeah. He's moving to the area, moving which to, is where good. Where was he at? I thought he was from Columbia. I guess he didn't live in Columbia. Why did I assume that since he's from Columbia, he had a house in Columbia? I don't no, know. He probably sold it. I would. Uh, <laughs> Trent is working. <laughs> yeah, Trent's, Trent's, Trent's not ready to go yet anyway. No, he's, he's not ready to go. But he's working uh, out. He's rehabbing on his own. But you uh, had people. People were out there. People were ab- yeah. available. Chris Thompson was there. Thick and, Chris uh, uh, oh, he's yeah, thick they man? said he looked jacked. Oh, he's, he's jacked. That's what I saw on Twitter. He, yeah. he, he looked jacked in street clothes. That's what happens when you work out with me all off season? <laughs> that George Wallace workout plan. <laughs> telling you, telling you, right, Demich? Absolutely. Right. And now, now, dancing with the stars is over. Uh, no, we're not talking about dancing with the stars. <laughs> it's over. Norman did tell us yesterday. He says that is the hardest thing he's ever had to do. Wow. He says he appreciates of it's, all of his endeavors. He appreciates huh? what she go, what they all go through. Yeah. Because he was upset he couldn't get it for. And he was just blown away and just loved it and was just the hard work. I'm because glad. I was up sometimes 22 hours a day. Yeah. I'm just glad it wasn't a distraction the way yeah. that – remember Jason Taylor? Oh, when yeah. He did, that was a whole oh. thing. Well, remember Deshaun's show too, his reality show? And they could uh, no, yeah. BT. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, no, uh, nobody probably Gruden watched. said no afterwards, he goes, BT. I watched every BT. episode. <laughs> and each episode I was more and more impressed with – 
what Norman was able to do. Yeah. And, J- and Jay was serious. Yeah, I'm just glad it wasn't a distraction. That was my when when they yeah. announced he was going to be on it. Well, if it was going to be like damn, the original, and I didn't know this, they say it's usually a ten week show. I was yeah, saying. yeah. So it was down to four, which is good. Well, I guess, well this was you know an athlete's version, athletes. so I yeah. think yeah, they you had can't that do under that. consideration. Yeah, you, you can do. And that we just with, got the note today, by the way. Training camp starts July 26th. All right. All right. Breaking so we're news just under right two here. months. George Wallace, breaking news. We're just over two months, I should say. Yeah, you can do that with the you know the retired football players and the washed up actors and you know, <laughs> singers and all that stuff. But with with active athletes, yeah, you have yeah. to pare it down. You can't have it that long. So I'm I guess maybe it was was it guess it was that long when Jason Taylor did it. I'm sure it was I'm longer because yeah. it wasn't a specifically it was longer, yeah. to, to my knowledge because yeah. I don't watch any of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, because that was a. I think this who was the ended first up winning? time it was all athletes. Who won? Who won when? I don't know. When Jason Taylor was on? No, no, now. I don't know. Norman finished second, but. Was it, uh, uh, it was the, the figure skater? Was it guy. Tanya? Tanya Harding? No, the guy. <laughs> it was the guy. Oh. The Dan, the. Wasn't the Tanya guy. Harding on there? The guy. Adam Rippin or something who? like that. I don't know. Yes, Tanya was on there. That's why she was on there. She didn't kneecap nobody? No, I guess not. She learned her lesson. played by the rules. I I wouldn't have got on the dance floor with her. Come on, Tanya. Come on, man. George, when you you (laughs) asked Josh Norman about Dancing with the Stars, was he like, oh, man. Because he always starts, all his hands kind of turns his head. He turns his head, hand on his head. I knew it. He always does that. And I said that it was, I said, so getting out here must have been, you know, a relief. He goes, this was a piece of cake. Right, and getting out on the football field, so, but that's different. This is what he knows and lo- and does. Yeah, daily. Right. But you're out of your element yeah. on the dance. And was he doing both at at certain times? Would do that? Well, they weren't doing on field stuff here yet. Okay, I think so. He was there working the out, but they were. But yeah, he was here. He was here during the. Yeah. They were practicing in, in Ashburn. Dance. She flew out here. Oh. And then they took Sorry, red eyes every. He took red eyes every Tuesday back. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I hope I hope that doesn't you know take a toll on him nah, at some point during the season. He's a freak. In a good way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could take that many different ways. <laughs> All these guys. For Warner and Rob and Jamal we and Georgie. Go. We got to go. I'm Dimitri. On that note. <laughs> we out of here. The DMV out. Sports Roundtable is on Apple Podcasts, the Podcast One app, podcastone.com, and WTOP's mobile app. Just tap listen for Capitals and Redskins fans, large and small, all around the world. God help us. <laughs> and tell your friends.